That's what the life is. Now, <laughs> you're talking about Moses living to 120. That's, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, you look at Abraham. Abraham lives to 175. Oh. Sarah to 127. What are we doing wrong? Um, Jacob to 147 and Isaac to 180. Um, that's that's number one. Number two, forget about that. You're talking about Adam, 930 years old. Noah was over 500 years old. Six, I think six something. Really? Yeah, this is, this is insane. Now, but the Torah itself addresses it. The Torah says how the lifespan was dialed back. God kind of made a modification in the physiology of man. At some point along the way. Yes. Well, it's in Genesis. You know, God says, I, I realize that it, it's, it, once you let a man live on planet Earth for so long, like imagine, imagine you had 500 years. You'd say, you know what? I'm going to spend 300 years now vegging out. Wake me up. You know, I still have plenty of time. I still have 200 years left when I'm 300. You know, God wants to, us to have a sense of urgency. You know, and you life is pretty short, you know? Yeah, now I'm speaking. Huh? In terms of these guys, it is. Well, but even for us, no, and that's by design. God wants that. God wants us to have the pending, you know, we have to get our responsibilities, you know, done. We have to fulfill what it is that we need to fulfill. So the question, but the question is, so what's the deal? Now, Abraham is, Abraham is, by the way, born afterwards. So God dials back. The, the time and Abraham's afterwards. So any question, your question is really valid for, well, Moses is also afterwards. So God says, I'm going to change the physiology of men. They're not going to live that long anymore. But Moses yet lived to 120 in, in vitality, total vitality. So that, that's your question. So it's still a really good question. So the, you know, there's this, the ancient um, Adam and Noah, that's a separate story. It's a separate question. Of course, the Torah says, well, God changed the physiology. Different people. Moses is a good question. Uh, Moses, Aaron also lived into his hundreds. Um, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, etc. So were that anomalies or, were that, was that, uh, or was that, you know, the exception? It seems like it was probably a little bit of both. Now, just for a little history, a little test your knowledge, what, what do you think right now, Brittany, if you had to venture a guess? You venture a guess. What is the global life expectancy as of 2013? Is that your guess? You're almost exactly right. 70. Global life expectancy. Now, if you were to ask the same question in 1963, thus 50 years earlier, what was the global life expectancy in the year 1963? And yes, just yes. Seventy. Less. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Is a very good answer. I mean, you could give it yes. It's a global life in nineteen sixty-three. In nineteen sixty-three, sixty-seven. Sixty. Thus, in in fifty years, global life and global life will be dealing with everyone. Sub-Saharan Africa, they have nothing going on for them. We deal with, uh, uh, you know, all the weapons that we have today that are supposed to just kill us all. Yet, we're living that much longer. Cancer rates are skyrocketing. We have heart attacks at alarming rates. Strokes are a huge killer, even in modern and Western countries. Yet, that's also true. Obviously, that's a contribution. Contributed to that is the fact that, you know, we have um, 
more people, obviously. But if you think about it, 50 years and you have a change, such a dramatic change. Uh, if you were to just do the math, how many people live in the world today? 8 billion. So how many more years of life are these 8 billion people going to live because of the change in life expectancy over 50 years? There's going to be 80 billion more human experience. 80 billion years. 80 billion. Think of how big that number is. Just because of the change in life, life expectancy. I mean, it's not the total life expectancy. But just the change. So even in such a small period of time, we see that. Um, are we different humans? No, we're absolutely the same humans. It's just there's conditions. The reason why the life expectancy is, was 60, was 60, now is 70, is because we have better medicine, we perhaps have a better diet, we probably have worse diet, but we have medicine to over override right. that. Um, maybe it's healthier living conditions, less pollution. Who knows what the reason is, but there's an amalgamation of reasons that contribute to that fact. Um, the argument is, well, it's a two-pronged argument. Well, it's a two-pronged response. Oh, my, it's my personal position, so it's not an argument. Um, number one, I think people were very, very, very healthy at that time. Um, and the life was healthy. They walked everywhere. They, well, they walked everywhere, and they're more in touch with their bodies. Like sure. they knew, you know, they didn't have as many sicknesses. You know, they cancer was almost non-existent um, five hundred years ago. Uh, much less, you know, they only discovered cancer in seventeen fifty-six. Obviously, we all know that. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, they only isolated that as as an illness, right. but. Um, they were living healthier lives. So that contributed to them living longer. Um, but I think another point, this is what Thomas Thomas says, that the people that are righteous, they live longer. The reason why people die, according to the Talmud, according to Judaism, it's a, a mix of someone's, obviously, their health, what they eat, what they encounter, but also their righteousness. You know, someone gets an illness. Who gave them that illness? If you believe in God, you believe that God gave them that illness. Illness, of course, and that's obviously unsettling to hear. But that has to has to be right. That someone got a random illness. It's, well, their cells behaved in a certain way. Well, why are their cells behave? Because God made their cells in a way that they behave as such. You know, obviously that 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 raises very troubling questions for sure. No one's going to deny that. But that's the reality. If someone is righteous. God has no need to kind of. Uh, tamper with their body and they can live live longer. Now you'll say, okay, fine. So really right if people live longer, right? Show me the evidence. I'll show you some evidence um, in the form of some of the most righteous people that we have in today's generation. Um, in If you were to look, just if you were to find a book or a list of of the lead, the religious leaders of the community in Israel, religious leaders of the community in Israel today and the past 50 years and look at their life expectancy. Life, just life expectancy. How long they live. Yes. When did they die? The overwhelming majority of them made it past 100. Overwhelming majority. Uh, You have Rav Kaduri. Brutal the name. Rav Kaduri was a great rapper. He had 2 million people by his funeral in Israel. 2 million out of a nation that only has 8 million people. Are you disturbing everyone? Please stop it. Please stop. Either come sit down here, or... So, Rav Kaduri, he smoked three packs of unfiltered cigarettes. And he died when he was 108! 
hundred and eight, with two million people by his by his funeral. Rav Shach, the other uh, rabbi in, in Bnei Brak. He was 105 when he died. He was born in 18... I'm sorry, he was 100, almost 107. He was born in 1895. And he died in 2002. Right? Rabbi Yashiv, the, the, pre, the, the most recent uh, lead deceased head of, the, of, the, of, of this community, he died when he was 102. And in, in the newspapers, I remember I saw this in the newspaper, the Jerusalem Post, it says, and now the new leader oh, was passed to the next generation. To Rabbi Aaron Steinman. Aaron Leib Steinman. And then I said, comma, 99. These people live so long. The question is, uh, is it just random? Is it just they happen to pick the people that are most fit? And you look at the people, it's frail, old, short, people, you know, people that eat like nothing. You know, What's the deal? Uh, and, and, and there's so many. Rav Scheinberg was a, was a big leader of, the, of this. Or of this um, of, of the Jews in Israel. He's actually American. He died with 103. He used to wear about three to 400 pairs of tzitzis. Every day? Or at one time. I'll show you a picture. Why? What was the well, he had a theory, I think. Yeah. Shine. Shine. Berg. He had a theory that... Oh, wait. I put it on. I put it on airplane mode. Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't couldn't Google it for whatever reason. He had a theory that that every mitzvah that you wear, every every tzitzis that you wear is more mitzvahs. Here's a picture of him. So this is his uh, Google Images page. Oh my! The man was skinnier than Akiva. Oh, he looked. He used to wear hundreds upon hundreds of pairs. I think he had a theory that he got more missiles. He's American? He was American, yeah. And he died, I think it was 103. Um, wow. Rabbi Rosner. This is all tzitzis. Just hundreds and hundreds of pairs of tzitzis. Oh, it's probably very... It's probably... What is that? It's a long time to get ready. No, he used to... What he did was... Let's see. Wait, let's see here. He died in... his Wikipedia page here. How old exactly was he when he died? 101. He was born in October 1st, 1910, and died on March 20th, 2012. About why? And, why is that? So you see, remarkable. There's another one, Rabbi Wozner. Okay. 97 years old. He was, he was 97. Think about how old that is. You know, he, um, he was doing three laps. Uh, he was doing, uh, he was doing, every, every day he was doing laps in the pool. Every single day. And you start, I think he must be, must be at least 100 now. You see, like, I'm telling you, you look at these numbers, you're like, how do they all live for so long? Maybe it's just random. Maybe they get some sort of, maybe they all get this miracle drug. No, the reality is, the, the reality is, is that they, that's how they live. The oh, argument gosh. that I want to make is, is that because the people are so righteous, they're such tzaddikim, therefore the Almighty Hashem makes them live out their lives. Does it mean that they get more? Probably not. No. This is a crucial point. They just, they're given what they, they, they fulfill what they got. No, they do, they do stuff that Hashem wants, and then Hashem blesses them with some, um, a mitzvah with, with. Long life? Yeah. That's right. Smart guy. Ooh. So, it's, they, like you said, they, 
but it's not that they, their life expectancy goes up. It's just that they have to fulfill. They, they, they fulfill 100%. But I think all of us are given probably 120 years, 130 years. We can do it in good health, no problem. Just we all sin so much. And that just slices off a year here, slices off a year there, slices off five years there. Now, oh, we do a mitzvah. We do a bunch of mitzvahs. Okay, let's reclaim yeah, a, little reclaim a little bit. And the Talmud itself says this. It gives a whole description of how exactly this works. So Moses, and, and the Torah makes it clear. You look at the Torah, it says Moses lived 120 full years. Full years. It means he lived to the day. He died on his birthday. Exactly 120. Because he was granted 120 years, and he did nothing to even lose a single day of that. He maximized it. You know? He, he got exactly what he did. You know, he, did well, he, didn't, he did some of it, but he did two women. He repented. So he did, he did nothing that would encroach on his life expectancy. I think we all have the same thing, you know? Why do we die? We die, we die because the money wants us to die. Because, probably due to our actions. The time is coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's a mixture of those two. What? Yeah, so that's the, you're talking about children. You're talking about yeah, that's a, I, I have classified this. I'm writing an article about this. About the whole, why bad things happen to good people question. It seems like there's different classifications. Um, I'm just talking from the sources, and not, not from my own personal perspective. It seems like sometimes there's suffering in the form of, of punishment. Sometimes there's suffering in the form of a wake-up call. Sometimes it's suffering, like in the case of a young child, obviously who has done nothing wrong. It's 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 probably due to a flaw in the soul, so to speak, that just needed to be fixed. It's not punishment at all. It's just a fulfillment of a task. You know, just like if you had to go to the mall, wanted to go to the mall, and they sometimes you go to the mall to just go up and down and see this and see that and get some Dead Sea stuff for your skin and try to be upsold on the remote control helicopter and checking all the different stuff, right? That, that's one way you go to the mall. Yeah. And then there's the person who goes to the mall to say, yeah, I, have, I need to get this cable. I just need to get the cable. I'm in, I'm out. Right? What, 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 why you, you just got here. Why are you leaving? Because you're here to do one thing. It's a great analogy, by the way. Just came with yeah. it right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're here to do one thing. I got my cable, I'm out. Right? So when a child, you know, the minor brings a, a soul into the world, Sometimes that soul just needs to fulfill one little thing, whatever that may be. So it's not a punishment when that soul is taken back. It's just a fulfillment, you know. We have a view where we look at this world as being, this is it, you know. Because we're bodies and we think bodies, you know. We don't think of the soul so much. Soul needs a neshama, right? I know. So therefore, for us, it's like, well, if this is the whole world, someone came here, he, he, you know, he came to the mall, but he just left. What's going on? He, you know, he well, came and left. it wasn't about the mall, right? It's about the other thing. And he's here at the mall to get one thing. And now he's out. What thing? It could be the table. So, so that, that, yeah, wall, so that role is not so clear in that moment. What do you mean? It's like, I had a very good family friend who's like, who had a daughter. She was born with like this terrible genetic disease. Yeah. And she passed away within like the first year. Yeah. But the family then ended up raising all this, like, like this awareness and they raised like a couple million bucks and like they were on Oprah and like they got to, 
raise awareness about this genetic testing and awareness that people like no one like no one had ever heard like we had no no one had ever heard about and like is that kind of what you're saying well i'm not saying that well that that could be also true but that could be a a separate element um what i was saying is that the soul Mm -hmm. that encompassed the child may have only needed something to fulfill its profile you know so if a soul has 12 tasks that it needs to accomplish, and it, and it did 11, well, now it needs one more. It needs one more, and, and it's fulfilled, and it can be put back into its, uh, into its uh, case on the, uh, in the Hall of Fame, so to speak. So, but remember, this is a hard thing for us to accept, because for us, we innately think of this world, this existence, with the bodies, like, that's it, you know? This idea of a soul existing in some other realm is very hard for us to tangibly integrate into our consciousness. So it's not an easy thing to accept, even though we can understand it. Um, yeah. This one was about the age of Moses, how did Moses live yeah, so long? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Get into Israel. Let's get into Israel. So what happened? They get into Israel. Joshua leads them into Israel. Yes. And they start taking on battles with Jericho, city of Jericho, city of Ai, and eventually they set up their own little corner, like the Jews move in. Uh, full sovereignty over Israel will not be accomplished until the arrival of a fellow by the name of David, King David, the great King David. So we have about four hundred years from the times of Joshua until the times of David, where Jerusalem is not under Jewish control. Mm-hmm. That's right. Four years. Um, out of these 31 little city-states that we talked about that were living in Israel at the time, um, all of them, besides for Jerusalem, were, um, were, uh, were captured by the Jews by the time David arrived. David arrived and they captured Jerusalem. Abel. Remember, Jerusalem itself has Abel. many natural defenses. Jerusalem's on mountains and is it you know it's, it's surrounded by all sides, almost all sides by valleys. It's very hard to it's always it's very very hard to capture Jerusalem. Whenever they capture Jerusalem, they always go from the north because that's the one that's the one side doesn't have the uh, yeah it's the weakest point. Um, so over that period, so they have control of Israel. They don't have a temple yet. They didn't build a temple yet. Even though the whole part of, you know, getting to Israel, let's establish, let's set up shop here. This is our nation. This is our land. Let's build a temple. Do they know what it's going to be? Do they know what it's going to be? How do you know? You know who knows what the future is going to be. No. Well, when the Jews, do they know when they're still attacking two lands? How? They have a lot of men, so... That's how they were able to battle right, commander also, at one time. No, well, also, also Hashem was on their side. Uh-huh. So every decision that they made was done through the prophets. So Joshua would lead the people to battle. You know, and they and they had incredible victories when the Almighty was on their side, and when the Almighty was not on their side, then they would lose. They would lose people. It would be a disaster. But they weren't all uh, But during those years, we meet people by the name of, like, Deborah. Deborah. She was the prophetess. She was the judge. You know, during this time, remember, there's no Deborah. kings. Deborah, Deborah, whatever. Deborah. 
Um, uh, there's no teams in Israel. So the leadership structure of the people is that there's a Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin means the Supreme like Court. High, high Court. Moses, Moses uh, appoints the Supreme Court. Uh, there is a, a judge who is basically like the role of the monarch, but not really a king. So it doesn't, doesn't trans, transfer uh, with, uh, her, her, with hereditary, it's not hereditary leadership. And it's more of, it's more of, a, uh, it's more of, uh, of a judicial responsibility. So it should be a prophet also, but also to be a judge. So you meet people like, like Gidon, Gidon and Samson, Samson the warrior. Um, remember, uh, Samson tied, like, and, you know, he tied torches, be, you know, between the tails of 200 foxes. Mm-hmm. Because they were constantly fighting with these, with, with, they had, they yeah. constantly had these, they had no. these foes. You know, the, the, the by the way, the, the origin of the term Palestine was from the Philistines. The Philistines were a group of people that had occupied the coastal lands in Israel. And they were there at the time during this 400-year period. They were there. They were constant thorn on the side of the Jewish people. One of the judges was Samson. So Samson was eventually captured. His eyes were gouged out by the Philistines. Pretty, yeah, all, all these details are in the Bible, by the way. All written down. Um, but that's the Book of Judges. The Book of Judges talks about this period. Um, you had, um, you know, there was no king over, over, over the people. And... Um, there were times Bereshit? that there was some elements Bereshit? of anarchy. Bereshit? Not Bereshit. <laughs> Shoftim, judges. Uh. So, so they're in Israel. They have sovereignty over some parts of Israel, um, and but they have constant foes on other. In, you know, and they're constantly ping ponging back and back and forth, and having these skirmishes and these face offs and these battles with the Philistines, amongst other different uh, nations that had occupied the land. What Samson did once, Samson was a fierce warrior. He was the guy who took a bone, like one donkey jaw, and just went to war with just that and just was slashing people. He was just a mighty, mighty warrior. <laughs> he had his long, long hair. hair, Samson with long hair. He was a Nazir, so he never drank wine or cut his hair. But then he was captured, they cut off his hair, and... That was a strength. Yeah. But, you know, when he was at the height of his powers, he would do shtick in the form of taking torches, putting it, lighting torches and tying the tails of foxes to the torch and then just letting them run loose and just, they would just burn villages of the, uh, burn villages or destroy crops of, of the Philistines. It was pretty crazy times, you know? It's like advanced warfare. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that, that, that's the next period in time. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's marked with kind of, um, it is what it is, you know? Skirmishes, battles. They don't fully have control of the land. They're great leaders, but some of them are not, or I'm saying there was no king. You know, there's no, there's no, pol- the political leadership of the people was somewhat lacking. So they had great spiritual leadership, um, there is a great king. judicial leadership, Abba. but they didn't have a, a person. Hashem. Hashem was a king, of course. <laughs> But then we're going to meet someone by the name of Samuel. Samuel, the prophet, the book of Samuel is written uh, by Samuel. And it's uh, basically his prophecies, but also the narrative of his story. And he's going to be the last of the judges. And he's going to appoint the first of the kings. So if you look at the Bible, back to the 24 books for a second, you have the five books of Moses. 
Moses dies at the end of the fifth book. Then it moves on to the book of Joshua. Then the book of, well, as you know, Joshua yeah, is the one came after. Book of Judges. Prophets. Kings. Kings. Oh, it's all called prophets. That's, that's the, remember this from it's like a song of Papa. ice and fire, yeah. and then each individual. Papa, is, is King Solomon the second king? No, uh, no, King David is the second king. First Saul, Saul, yeah. and David, and then Solomon. And Solomon, Shlomo, like our, our boy Shlomo, he was the one who built the basement. He built the temple of Jerusalem. David captures Jerusalem. David is not able to build to, to, to build the temple. Solomon is able to build the temple. And we'll continue from um, from David Solomon. and Solomon. Well, Saul, David, and Solomon, and we'll have to catch up all the way tomorrow. Probably not. Timeline. Yeah. So it kind of, if you see, we have like a picture. We're in Israel. We settle down. We have some issues, about 400 years. Read the book of Judges. You see all the details, all the stories. The female leader, remember, we're very, very uh, egalitarian. All the way from day one. You know, the whole idea of women can't vote. Uh-uh. Women can vote. Women can be, can be leaders. The leaders of the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You have some... I need to do my homework. You have a good student right here. Uh, yeah. Some good questions. That's right. Yes. Um, please, don't get those muffins. Mm-hmm. I made muffins. <laughs>